Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy CRNA Moms. If you are a CRNA, a busy mom, or a busy CRNA mom, or a woman looking to permanently lose weight, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Brittany Kolb from Weight Loss by Brittany. I'm a busy CRNA mom and certified life and weight loss coach. And like you, I not so long ago struggled to lose the weight and keep it off. But once I shifted my mindset and learned how I could use my brain to reach my weight loss goals, everything changed. I was able to lose 40 pounds and knew I had to share the secret with others. I'm here to help you achieve your permanent weight loss goals by uncovering what might be holding you back. Let's get started. Hey guys, I wanted to do a Breakthroughs Part 2 podcast because I found some additional notes that I had written down that had some more concrete examples that I think you might be able to help connect to a little bit more when you're like thinking about all this stuff. And so uh, let's just dive right in. So like I said before, the last few months I've had several major breakthroughs in my own personal coaching and in my own life, which has helped me bring awareness to my clients as well. And it's been interesting because with all the work that I have done learning about trauma and attachment and parenting issues, this singular concept really seems to connect the dots when it comes to our relationship with food. So I had a series of interactions recently and I was like, ah, it all just makes sense now. And I'm going to spare you the specific details, I think, but like think back when you were a child, how were you guided in your decision-making? The overwhelming theme I find in my coaching is that for most of us, we had kind of fear and shame-based tactics used on us to be quote, like a good, quote unquote, like a good kid. For example, like if you were having a hard time as a kid, like would your loved one threaten to leave you or isolate you from others? If you um, didn't do as they wanted. If you were working with like a toy in a non-traditional way, was it threatened to be taken away from you? Now, of course, there's boundaries around toys. And if we're throwing toys, you know, there's a boundary that needs to be placed. But, you know, if you were using something and they were like, you're not supposed to use it like that, like just as an example. Or if you didn't eat all the food on your plate or were having a hard time at dinner, were you threatened with loss of dessert? Notice in all of these instances, which I think can be really typical, a child is being threatened with fear of loss of some joy. For example, a toy, a special treat, or even worse, connection and attachment to someone they rely on for survival. And then that interaction is often internalized, not only as I did something wrong, but I am something wrong, causing feelings of intense shame. Now listen, no one wants to like do this to their child. No one thinks I can't wait to instill intense shame into my child and fear them into doing something that I want to do. But based on how you were raised, your parents were raised, or even how their parents were raised, it's this is just like a generational cycle that you were in and that you might still be in on your own. Like no one did anything wrong. They just didn't know any better. And honestly, I have empathy for them that they had to go through that too. But still, I think this type of interaction, this fear and shame-based parenting is in mind, is like in my experience leads to a lot of emotional eating. And here's why. When you spend your entire life having your attachment being threatened, your joy being threatened, and are repeatedly compliant because you are afraid or to prevent feeling like intense shame and your ability to receive love, approval, praise, acceptance is conditional on you performing a certain way, your life is essentially you pleasing others in order to, again, preserve attachment and love for you and to ensure your needs are met. 
And this goes beyond like toys and food. This can extend into decisions about what high school classes to take, who you should hang out with, what college you should go to, whether or not you have a job as a kid, like extracurricular activities. When these decisions are being made based on what other people think you should do or just to go along with it because, again, I should do this because it's what someone else thinks is best. I don't want to not be good. I don't want to go against what someone else I love thinks I should do or what society thinks is most important or this is what I do to what I need to do in order to seek approval and praise. Like It causes us to totally detach and disconnect from ourselves, from our true wants and desires because really we have no idea what those wants and desires are for ourselves. It's kind of it's really messed up to be honest. So, as I reflected on this personally, I cannot tell you how many of my own personal life decisions have been made based on fear, avoiding shame, and based on again what I think I should do. I had this story like I should do this because I want to be a good kid. I should do this because it will make someone else approve of me, therefore love me. And again, these decisions were based on should and never I want. And again, no one forced me into this, but this is the person I became in my own little world, my own little brain. And I think so many of you can relate, especially super type A, high achieving women that I coach. Like, and the thing is, to be honest, like in a lot of ways, this works really well. Like this is not without benefit. There is something about fitting in with the pack and needing other humans like us, like to cooperate and collaborate with us. Um, and it makes perfect sense. And I'm here today because of that fear and shave and approval praise driven Brittany that worked hard, that got good grades, that got a good job, that worked hard in that job. But again, at the, at the time, my motivation to do all of those things at first was like, this is what I should do. But I was, I'm not really sure if I was even operating in this is what I really want to do, which is just fascinating to me. I mean, like I said, it's benefited me greatly, but at the same time, I wonder how much of my early life was what I really wanted versus what I thought I should want. And again, I'll speak about myself personally, but this all makes me realize why I probably spent my entire life people-pleasing and doing things to gain acceptance, the acceptance and safety and trust and approval and attachment to others. And, And I don't think I ever did anything because it made me feel good, to be honest. I never did anything because I was like, this is what I wanted. And I think... I did everything so that I could make someone else feel proud of me so that I could feel proud or so I didn't have to feel shame or uncomfortable with the feelings that I had in my body. So it's clear as day now in coaching because I think we get so detached from who we are and what we really want and what makes us happy. And how shitty does it feel to be living your life in this way, living in a way where you have no idea, again, what your true desires and wants are and what brings you joy. You operate to live up to other people's or society's expectations. So again, stemming off one of the last podcasts, like I want you to figure out who you are, what you really want, what's driving you. I want you to figure out your values and if you're living your life in alignment with your values and what's important to you as a human. I want you to figure out like who your authentic self is and your true beliefs. Like, I want you to really dig in and take a look at your life and decide, are you living in alignment with you, with your wants, with your needs? I think so much of this work that we do, they're like, oh, I just need to eat a certain way. And I'm like, yeah, but like, let's back it up. Why are we eating this way? 
Like, are you honoring yourself? Are you honoring your values? Are you honoring your needs? Are you honoring like what fills you up? Do you even know what that is? Like, it's just, it's, I'm like, that's the work that really needs to be done first. Because if we're not living in alignment with that, then you're always going to want to go back to food. And then secondarily, you know, I want to ask you to find that joy outside of food. And it's tricky because at its core, like, we might not really know what kind of joy we have outside of food. I know I didn't. I know I didn't for a long time. I was like, oh, I can't wait to go out to eat. I can't wait to go to this brewery. I can't wait to do all these things. Like that was like the only, you know, like really like true excitement, like something I really looked forward to for a really long time. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to the um, There's Nothing Left to Look Forward to podcast too, because I think that's that kind of stems off of all of this as well. But build in time to figure out your authentic self, maybe even for the first time. And at the same time, be sure you're setting, you know, proper boundaries for yourself from love. Show up for yourself in ways that you haven't let yourself show up before. And be willing to feel emotions that come up from that, even if they're uncomfortable. And I promise you will not be turning to food in the ways that you do now. Okay? Um, I love you guys. Thank you for being here. I am getting ready for my Labor Day weekend. I hope you guys have a great weekend and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Weight Loss for Busy CRNA Moms. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. And if you like what I shared today, you should also check out weightlossbybrittany.com for even more great weight loss tips, some of my favorite recipes and mindset tools that I use to lose 40 pounds. Once there, you can also book a free consultation with me, Brittany Kolb, your certified life and weight loss coach. <laughs>